full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. Hello, welcome to the full court press. That's AJ Nadam AJ Salveson. Thanks for joining us. However, and where are you doing so? I know it's it's the dream team. Dream team. This that's I'm Michael Jordan. That's Larry Bird. I'm good with that. He's from Indiana. I'm from Indiana. I can live with that. Yeah. Well, he's the greatest, probably pure shooter ever. <sighs> yes. He's um, up. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. He's up there. I was going to say clutch gene, but, you know, Michael Jordan gets that respect. I mean, but, man, Larry Bird's just stories of I'm going to stand right here and make this. Oh, so those good. Those are my favorite stories, so good. too. I love those stories. Did you see the uh, – the, the top 75 NBA? I glanced at it. I, I mostly was saw a lot of uh, Clay Thompson talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Clay was not happy. Clay was mad. I kind of don't blame him, actually, for being honest with you. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, we'll get to uh, pick six today. <laughs> we'll... What are you... Wait. Uh, nine, three, nine, three, one, five, and AJ and Eric could be the dream team, question mark? No. No, they cannot. No. <laughs> I am not a replacement. If you want to replace Eric, that's fine. But you can't replace me. Look, I don't make the rules. All I know is that Ajay and I are working on doing just about every project ever together. That's all I heard. Holy cow. Yeah, we're on a roll, aren't we? Yeah. About everything. Yeah. It's, it's good, though. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we'll get through uh, some preview of Utah Jazz basketball. They play an early one tonight, so it's going to cut our show about uh, 40 minutes uh, quicker than we usually are used to, but that's fine. We'll turn it over to David Locke, Ron Boone of the Utah Jazz Radio Network. We'll talk some NBA. Uh, I'm going to get AJ's thoughts on the college football playoff ranking. Oh, boy. Uh, got to get your thoughts on uh, what else am I missing here? I think there's something else. Oh, yeah, the uh, NFL weekend coming up. Get your thoughts on that. Hey, I got a question for you. Just a real short one. Sure. So I don't know if you saw your Braves won. I know you talked about that. They won the World Series. Did you see? So because the Braves won the World Series, Atlanta schools canceled so everybody could go to the parade tomorrow. If the Jazz win the championship, will Utah cancel schools so they can enjoy the parade? Spencer Cox is a big Jazz fan, the governor of Utah. I like it. He'd do it. I mean, it's in the summer. I just thought about that. But, I mean, just, just in general. How about like a... A fake, a made-up holiday. We just need to a made-up state holiday yeah. where everybody does not work and they just go to the parade. Yeah. Where you watch it on TV. Okay, just make it which, sure. Which, by the way, would be very good. And it'd be very appropriate for their first championship. Oh, yeah, you got to make a big deal out of it. I mean, yeah. that's I mean that's why I think it was for Atlanta because they, uh, I don't know if you could totally remove the nickname Choke Lana, but uh, it was a big one. <laughs> yeah, we know. Um... <laughs> All right, so if you guys want to be a part of our show, you know how to uh, join us. Our text line from Gil Mortgage is open. Big thanks to Gil Mortgage for being a part of our show. 435-339-0321. Again, 
zero three two one. Eric, we had a roast Ajay day. Man, some of four seven eight one won the contest. I, I was reading some of them. They were they they were into it. Four seven eight one was really really good. Seven nine nine four was actually I'd say it was a close second. Kind of makes me think that you should do like a legit one and charge admission. If you're gonna get made fun of, you might as well make a couple bucks for it, right? Yeah, and I kind of well, I just hope we gain listeners off of it, which I highly think we did. Hey, you know, part of fandom's trash talk, right? It's a great part of it. Well, so yeah, can't part take of it, and part of the sports radio show is getting made fun of by everybody. Yeah, I mean, it needs to happen for the good of the show. Four three five three three nine. 0321. I didn't come back here not to hear from you guys, so uh, you better be texting. Yeah, you guys gotta be hitting up AJ. I mean, he's here. It's what you guys have always wanted. Well, that and you want me gone and AJ or Cody in, so yeah. We're about there. We're about 35% there. That was probably my favorite insult from yesterday. Oh, man, who was that? Was that 79? It is. 7994. What is the difference between Cody the intern and AJ? Cody will have Ajay's job next year. Cody didn't get that, by the way. I texted it to him for you, and he. Uh, oh, dude, he was so lost. I, yeah, he seemed. Uh, he, he's he's a, he's a humble guy. Hey, if you're willing to pay Cody's salary, he'll come back. Be a big fan of that. When I say if you, I mean you, listeners. Start a GoFundMe for Cody's job. Yep, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, uh, I want to start here. I know this is kind of old news, but it is new news, and I want to get your thoughts at the same time. AJ, the college football playoff rankings came out. Oh, boy. Uh, Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, Oregon are four. Uh, Ohio State, Cincinnati are five and six. Michigan, Oklahoma, Wake Forest, and Notre Dame round out the rest. You really want to rehash this podcast discussion, don't you? Yeah, from the Bleachers podcast. We talked about it yesterday. It got mad. Let's hear it. So, okay. I, so, for those who don't know, the podcast on on the fan Facebook page, 106.9 The Fan. Um, but for those who don't know, so Cody, who's on the podcast with us, has been beating the drum for Cincinnati all season. And I'm with him. I'm actually beating the drum for them in Wake Forest because I want to see something different. So, Ajay is a big conference snob and says, no, you got to be Power 5. Here's my issue with it. I just want the criteria to be consistent. That is my problem with the college football playoff committee. Because even in this poll, it's not consistent. Because they put Oklahoma at 8. Why? Because Oklahoma's not been impressive, which is fair. I think Oklahoma's not been impressive, too. However, I don't know how you justify putting Oklahoma at 8 and say Michigan at 7. Because who has Michigan played? They finally played a marquee game, and what happened? They blew a huge lead. Classic John Harbaugh, Jim, Jim Harbaugh. And they're somehow ahead of Oklahoma because they've looked better beating not better teams. That's garbage to me. The Cincinnati thing, I'm on board with Cincinnati, but the problem is I don't know how they're justifying it because is it the eye test? Is it the teams that actually deserve to be there? Is it conference champions? It just seems to not change because I don't know why Michigan State's not two if you're saying it's who deserves to be there because I think the argument is the eye test for Bama, right? We just think Bama's one of the four best teams, so they're there. They've got some decent wins, but they've also not played very well. They struggled to beat a Florida team at Florida who has since fallen off a cliff. I don't get it. Oregon's got a great win over Ohio State. Ohio State's at five, but the argument for Ohio State's the same thing. Like They played one marquee matchup. Oregon, they lost. Well, they played Penn State now, but Oregon, they lost. They played Penn State. They beat them... I guess soundly it was closer than I think it should have been, especially for a Penn State team that lost in nine overtimes to a terrible Illinois team. And they're five. I just I don't understand what the criteria is because based on re- resume, 
Cincinnati's resume is better than Ohio State's because Penn State is not in the top 25. Notre Dame is. Cincinnati went to Notre Dame and beat them by two touchdowns. So you think Cincinnati should be 10th? I'm just joking. <laughs> I just I want it to be consistent. If you look at the top 10, it doesn't make any sense. So is Cincinnati locked out of the top four for the rest of the way? No, because the other thing the committee does, which I think is stupid, is that they make it this way because what happens after, now that these are out, the, the TV broadcast will put these numbers up next to the name. So they're doing it also to make the numbers look sexier for when they play because Ohio State and Michigan State still have to play. Ohio State and Michigan still have to play. Uh, Bama's still got to play. Auburn. So they're making it look sexier for those matchups, but they're also the stupid thing is like they're also dressing it up because they're dooming Cincinnati from the standpoint like say if Ohio State runs the table, well Michigan's number seven right now. They're gonna say well Ohio State beat the seventh the seventh best team in the in the playoff rankings. Michigan shouldn't be the seventh best team, so they're basically propping up the teams they want to win. It's the same way like Auburn has been solid, don't get me wrong, but putting Bama at two, they're eventually going to play Auburn, who's 13. They beat him like, well, look, see, Alabama should be there. <laughs> it, it's, I, I think it's crap. I think that the you can't say it's the eye test because if that's the case, then why even have the rankings? It's going to be some combination of probably a Big Ten team, Probably Bama. This year, definitely Georgia, who I think is the only one nobody can argue, and somebody else. Part of it has to be deserved. Like, I get the, the Cincinnati has run the table. They were ranked very high last year. I know they're not winning impressive, so they need to do a little bit more of beating teams by more sound digits. But part of the playoff committee has to be it's just deserved. You went undefeated. You you beat some good teams. They got to they gotta get a shot in comparison. Like, the resume should be the divider at the end. I, that's quite the rant. Good rant too. Uh, five two four two text into the show. Since he got screwed, also Donovan Mitchell is out tonight against the Hawks. Oh, I hate that. I hate the Hawks. I want them to beat Trey Young. Uh, actually, I got a question here in just a little bit about that. Okay. Um, but okay, so I would agree. Oh, is my mic on? Can you hear? Me? I can hear you. Sounds really weird in here. Um, I agree to the fact that I think since he gets hosed by the fact. That other teams, if they win out and they beat, I mean, they win their conference games, they're going to jump Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's going to keep falling. Yes. That's a great point. Yes. Uh, and I think teams like, and you're right, I think teams like Ohio State, uh, Michigan, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, if they can beat Oklahoma, yep, all will jump them. And that's see that's the thing that's so frustrating is like the argument like Joe Klatt will make the argument all the time. I'm a he says I'm a I'm a big conference snob. I think it's much more difficult to go through a Power 5 conference regular season schedule than a, a non-Power 5. And and don't me wrong, to a point he is right. But let's also acknowledge the fact that like for instance, the Big 10 West is terrible. Now, Ohio State, whoever comes out of the Big 10 East, they will deserve it. Georgia a little bit, but like the the SEC East isn't very good this year. No, it's not. So I, don't get me wrong. I test resume probably not, but I, like Georgia is number one. There's it's not even close. Like I don't want to have a discussion about them being there. But my point is, is like, is it really? Because the SEC Saban is a prime example of this. Has made hay off of beating, playing nobody in the non-conference, and then coasting off the fact that the SEC has the reputation it has. Uh, I think Cincinnati. Is uh, they need help, and it's unfortunate. I think Cody said it best yet uh, yesterday. If Cincinnati runs the table and can't get in, 
unless you just have like Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. One of the Big Ten team runs the table. Oregon runs the table. And then you can have the discussion like, okay, that case, maybe Cincinnati shouldn't be in because they're pretty good. But if it's not Cincinnati this year, if they go undefeated, then it's just never going to happen. In which case, just don't rank the Power Fives. Which one do you think happens first? A G5 team getting to the college football playoff or John Harbaugh? Is it John or Jim? Or John Harbaugh beating uh, Ohio State? <laughs> Can the answer be never for both? Because, I mean, again, like Michigan, for those who don't know me, there are several college programs I can't stand because they're they're propped up as being bigger than they are. And some of them have fallen on their face, and it's great. Tennessee's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska is one of them. Michigan is 100% one of them. Don't get me wrong. He has brought them back to more relevance. John Harbaugh cannot beat any – excuse me. I can't, it's Jim, isn't it? And John, uh, dude, whatever. I can't remember The Harbaugh at Michigan <laughs> cannot beat anybody He is that is solid. He is now, I believe, 3-4 and four against Michigan State. He has never beaten Ohio State. He can't be, but like the get get this. So they went up to Camp Randall, where Michigan hadn't won in a while, and Wisconsin has bounced back the last two games. Wisconsin was terrible for mm-hmm. the first six games of the season. Somehow, somehow, Wisconsin was favored in that game, and Harbaugh won it. It was the first time at Michigan he'd won as an underdog, and it was a joke. It was a joke that he won that game. Like they label it like, "Oh, Michigan's an underdog." Who was betting Wisconsin? <laughs> Who? So they get their chance against a Michigan State team that's way ahead of schedule, and what do they do? They blow a lead. Yeah. They're I not going to beat – I don't think Michigan beats Ohio State. I don't know that Michigan's going to beat Penn State. Uh, Really quick. All right, Bo, I'm going to have you switch mics. Will you grab that third mic over there? We're having some technical issues on the other mic. Thank you. Uh, top six uh, – For this comes from 5242, AJ. Top six should have been Georgia, Bama – Michigan State, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Oregon. BYU should have never been ranked. Zero. By the way, I'm and that's what run, angers me is that BYU's even ranked that high. So Jim's at Michigan, Jim. John's with the Ravens. Got it. Thank you. Five two four two. Um nine three one five. What if Wake Forest runs the table, AJ? I am a big Wake believer, and here's the issue with the the thing. So they put Wake at nine, which is respectable, which in all honesty, I want Wake to make it, but Wake is a prime example also of like the just inconsistency of this committee because who 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 is that good in the ACC this year? Who? They've had teams flirt with the top twenty-five and then they fall back out. So I'm not saying I don't want Wake to make it. I'm just pointing out that for for Cincinnati's resume being held against them, what what has Wake done? That being said, I believe the committee has never left out an undefeated conference champion. Yeah. And I don't know, like, anything can happen because it's sports. I don't know that Wake Force is going to lose because the ACC is not very good. Yeah, ACC's really fallen on hard times this year, huh? Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I wrote an article, I think, two years ago. Clemson, Clemson, I feel like, is the Patriots uh, under Tom Brady. The ACC's kind of a joke. Their reputation's good. So they cruise to the play, college football playoffs because their conference sucks. So they went undefeated. They were a champion. And don't get me wrong, they won two championships, so obviously they deserve to be there. But what are your last two memories of Clemson in the college football playoffs? They got absolutely demolished by LSU. Wasn't even close. And they got absolutely crushed by Ohio State in the semifinal. I don't think that was close either. It right? wasn't. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence wasn't even the best quarterback on the field in either of those games. It'll be interesting to see what week two looks like. It's a lot of cupcake games coming up. Uh, on Saturday, there's not a lot of. Yeah. There's only one. Look at, the schedule kind of sucks. There's only week. one top twenty-five matchup. 
other than that, it's pretty weak about everywhere you look. So, and so I don't think you'll learn a lot from this coming week, but then next week, it gets pretty interesting. Next week from then on, I, I think, it, and especially Rivalry Weekend, is going to be really, really good and really telling for a lot of teams as well. I, I, it's, it's, I mean, the, Putting the rankings out, this one, or just, I guess, give teams an idea of where they are. The rankings are stupid. The committee's stupid. Um, the system is probably actually worse than the BCS, as sad as that is. It's dumb. It, it's dumb. Because, it, again, the, the, there's no consistency. Do you reward conference champions? Do you reward being undefeated? Do you don't go by the eye test? Because Bama, to me, like I think they're one of the four best teams, but to me they're in just because of the eye test. Because if that's the case, then why is Ohio State five? Because Ohio State lost to an Oregon team that's number four. Alabama lost to an A&M team that the committee put at 14, and I think that's just to save face for Alabama. I don't think A&M's that good. Hey, by the way, I was looking at, because uh, someone had asked me about it, but the Mountain West Conference tiebreaker. All right, so looking at the standings for the Mountain West Conference. Who got some love, by the way, in this thing. They Fresno sure did, two of them. Yeah, Fresno and San Diego State, who were 4-1, uh, and 3-1. Fresno State ranked 23rd. San Diego State ranked at 24th. 4-1 uh, and one is Fresno State. 3-1 and one in conference is San Diego State. Aggies are 4-1 and one in conference play. Air Force is at 3-2. and two. Boise, who plays Fresno this weekend, is at 2-2. Two and two. That's at Fresno, by the way. Colorado State, 2-2. Two and two. New Mexico, 1-3. Wyoming is Wyoming's 0-4 in conference play. But they still scare me on, on November 20th when they come to... To Maverick Stadium and play the Aggies. That, just, that worries me. No, I heard from a very reliable source early in the season. After the uh, BYU game, it was nine bye weeks. That's what I heard. I don't know who told you that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, anyways, I was looking at the Mount West Conference football tiebreaker. Oh, if I can find it. There we go. Uh, and it explains how, like, for example, if San Diego State... And um, Fresno, and well, Fresno and Utah State all end up having uh, a tie, right, within conference record. Yeah. Here's how it's figured out: it's head-to-head record between the tied teams, so Fresno State and San Diego State, and then it's uh, then it's just depending on who hosts. It'd be winning percentage of the tied teams within the division, and if that's the same, winning percentage against the next highest placed team in the division. With placing based on the team's conference record, if that's tied, then it's winning percentage with tied teams against common conference opponents, and then it's college football playoff ranking after that. So, really, you're looking at your winning percentage versus the teams in the division, and then winning percentage against the next highest placed teams, which would be the which would be the second place team in whichever division, and then it's the so college football playoff ranking. So if they finish with ranking. the same record. Then it just skips all the way to the college football yep. ranking. Yep. Interesting. Which means I don't know what the chances are for Fresno to host. I mean, Utah State to host. Man, that stinks because like like the BYU loss is is one thing, uh, but that that boy that just makes that Boise State loss even worse. All, mostly because obviously it's a conference loss. But I think if if San Diego State and Fresno State were flirting with it, I know Fresno went and knocked off UCLA, but they lost to a Hawaii team who is, eh. Utah State would would be at least in a similar position, I would think. I would love to see the Aggies host it, but I also wouldn't mind them go. I mean, okay, so but did you hear? I'm gonna 
I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson in Utah State football. By the way, in the AP, Utah State did not receive any votes. Nope. But Nevada did. They got two. Sounds about right. Interesting. Uh, here is Utah State football in 2013. Okay. All right. They played. They lost to Utah at Utah by four. They then beat Air Force and Weber State at Air Force, and then they beat Weber State at home. They lost to USC by three, won at San Jose State by almost 30, lost to BYU and Boise State at home back-to-back games. Rough. Won at New Mexico, beat Hawaii at home, won at ULV, UNLV, beat Colorado State and Wyoming at home, um, and then lost at Fresno State. In the uh, in the Mount West Conference Championship game, now the 2021 Aggies. Ready for this? I'm listening. Okay, so far they have they beat Washington at Washington. They Washington beat North State. Dakota. They won at Air Force for the first time since 2013. <laughs> they lost at or they lost to Boise State and BYU in back-to-back, back-to-back home East. games. Yep. They beat UNLV at UNLV. They beat Colorado State at home. They beat Hawaii at home. Now they got New Mexico State, they're at San Jose State, and they got Wyoming at home. That 2013 score when they beat UNLV at UNLV in 2013 was 28-24. The final score when they beat UNLV this year was 28-24. That's weird. That's eerie. I mean, you beat Washington State as opposed to losing to USC. So what you're telling me is they're going to go play Fresno at In Fresno. the Mount West Conference Championship. <laughs> yep. Hey, speaking of US, uh, Utah State, 9315 uh, says, what bowl for USU uh, that they can go to is the best payout-wise, and how much does it pay? Uh, you want to go to the L.A. Bowl. If you're looking for a payout, the L.A. Jimmy Live Kimmel Bowl is where you want to be. Is that really the name of it? It is. I thought you were making a joke. Nope, it is <laughs> Uh, no, the Mountain, I gotta look this up now, Mountain West Conference, uh, did, did, did a bull payout, because I think, <laughs> as, as weird as it sounds. I googled the LA Jimmy Kimmel bull, the first article is Jimmy Kimmel's wasting money to sponsor a bull game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really blame him, can you? Oh, man. Okay, so here is, oh, they don't have the buyouts, do they? Uh, I, I'm looking for the, uh. The payout for each bowl game. Okay, so this was three years ago, but I don't know how much has changed. The Frisco Bowl, which Utah State could be in, is three hundred seventy-five thousand. The Wikipedia no- says the uh, LA Bowl is two TBD in terms of payout. That's weird. Yeah, it's it's one of only three that's not listed according to Wikipedia. Really. It's what Wikipedia has. Myrtle Beach Bowl, Fenway Bowl, and the LA Bowl. It says to be determined. Huh. Interesting. Because I don't... I don't think... I, if I'm not mistaken... Um, I think the Boise Bowl... The boy, the uh, Not the Boise Bowl. The uh, Idaho Potato Bowl is like the second biggest payout. Let's see. Uh, let me find it. I'd have to look. I'm not sure what that is right now. 950000 
I think that would be the second highest payout. That's got to be behind the LA Bulls. There's no way for that the Mountain L- West. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Five two four two. I'm hoping the bar stole sports bowl. I just don't want to go to Hawaii on Christmas Eve. I know a lot of projections have us there. One million. For what? That payout. One million. Really? One million flat. For the whole Hawaii Bowl? Or for-, for the Hawaii Bowl. That's what Wikipedia to- says. I don't want to go to Hawaii on Christmas Eve, dude. <laughs> I just I want to stay home. Make it easy. <clears throat> Let's just go to Boise State. Boo, Hawaii. Who would want to go there? It's the worst. On Christmas Eve, I'd rather be in Utah or Idaho. <laughs> Said no one ever, except AJ. Sick me. Just, I mean, somehow keep it convenient. I mean, I've never been to Hawaii. So it's I don't, beautiful. Is it? Yes, it is. Man, these payouts are insane. There's such huge swings in these things. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just, that's just the Mount West Bulls you're looking at, right? No, I'm looking at all of them. Oh, okay, never mind. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, so, like the top ones, like your Citrus and your Outback, those are some of the bigger ones where you get some of the better Power Five teams. But like, for instance, uh, where did that one go? The Texas Bowl. I don't even know what it doesn't tell me what the tie-ins are here. Six point three million dollars. Ooh, wow! Right? That is crazy. That is kind of crazy, actually. For for <laughs> reference, by the way, for reference. Uh, that is what the the playoff bowls pay as a semifinal. Jeez it is more Louise. money. It is more money than what the Sugar Bowl will pay if it's not a semifinal. The the big bowls, if they're not semifinals, pay four million, and that pays six point three. That's crazy, <laughs> man. Huh? Huh? Um. I, I the buyout's great. The I think the opponent is better for me. Like I want to know, I want to play a good opponent in the bowl game. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, th- I want to play someone competitive. The the money I think is good for especially the smaller programs to help with your budget. The big thing I think is bowl games are about well, I think really two things because if I remember, unless they've changed the rules, but um, there's no limit on the practice, so you can get a lot more reps for your younger guys. To get them ready for next season, you get all that extra practice time, and then two recruiting. It's big for recruiting. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think that playing a weak opponent with a great payout is is that fun. Like you want to play a good opponent. I, I remember when Utah State, that 2018 team, went uh, who finished 11 and two on the season. Uh, lost to Michigan State by three, lost to uh, Boise State I think by nine if I remember right, but beat everybody in between. Got sent to the New Mexico Bowl and thrashed North Texas. Yeah, just, big image for your program. Just, I agree. Yeah, it just doesn't do much. That's that's what bothers me the most. Uh, five two five three. Are the payouts per team or for winners only? I, I believe it's per, per team. team. Yep, it's per team for making the bowl game. Now, in the semifinal, does that change, though, AJ? Do they get, like, a higher buyout or a payout for winning that semifinal or for being in that semifinal? I don't think so. I think you just get a payout if you win and go to the national championship, I believe. Okay, okay. That's, yeah, that's what I was curious about. The one thing I learned, and I don't know if this has changed, but I found this out when I was – the cool thing is, so, like, if you win, um, bowls are allowed the – the way it was explained to me, so when you go to a bowl game, so the bowl is allotted a certain budget – 
of uh, money they can put into like gifts or whatever. The conference is allotted a certain budget, and then the schools allotted a, a certain budget. So, uh, for instance, when I was in college back in the early, uh, well, mid two thousands, Purdue went up to the uh, the Detroit the Mo- it was the Motor City Bowl at one point. I don't know what it is now, but it's in Detroit, and uh, the uh, everybody on the team, every scholarship player on Purdue got a big screen TV, and I think it was an Xbox three sixty. But you're allotted, and the nicer the bowl, the more money that's allotted for the gifts you can get. Yeah, it's, uh, that would make sense then. Uh, 9315, who would be the best team USU or Mount West Conference could play in a bowl game? Pac-12, if you're in the if you're in the L.A. Bowl, it's – could you imagine Utah State and Utah playing in the L.A. Bowl? <laughs> Utah would be so bad. Oh, they'd be livid. <laughs> they'd like, be absolutely oh, livid. Oh, they would be so mad. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be Utah's worst nightmare is going to the LA Bowl and then facing Utah State because, in my opinion, I think Utah State would beat them. Scrolling Mac Mountain West, so they've got the Idaho Potato Bowl versus the Mac, the LA Bowl versus the Pac-12, New Mexico Bowl versus Conference USA, Arizona Bowl versus Mac, and the Hawaii Bowl versus AAC. Okay, so in the Mac, the Kent State Golden Flashes who beat Utah State in the Frisco Bowl. Are in first place right now. Miami, Ohio, or is in second. Uh, there's also Northern Illinois, who is six and three on the season. Not a lot of good MAC football going on right now. Uh, who else did you say AAC or ACC? Right? AAC. Oh, AAC for the Hawaii Bowl. It's Mac- Mountain West versus AAC. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so then that would be Houston, who is at seven and one. Solid. Uh, Cincinnati could probably be in the playoff or they'll probably be in the Sugar Bowl, so they'll just take Houston to move them up a spot. SMU 3-1. UCF is... Actually, SMU 7-1 on the season. That wouldn't be a bad game. UCF is 5-3 on the season. And that kind of does it for your taste buds there in regards of anybody who would be any what attractive to play. And then there's one other one that says, uh, so they have a, a fill-in if needed, so the guaranteed rate bowl, whatever the heck that is, is versus Big Ten or Big 12. All right. That's if needed. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we'll get to more of the uh, Full Court Press. Baseball is now ending, but the free agency is about to begin. A lot of chaos because of the amount of quality free agents that are in the pool. We'll talk about who those free agents are and who could stay and who could go. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 The Fan. Summer heat will soon turn to rain and snow. Is your roof prepared for another winter? RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing is a nationally recognized and approved roof rejuvenation product, saving you thousands over shingle replacement. RoofMax is a quick and affordable alternative to a complicated and expensive roof replacement, extending your shingle roof up to 15 years beyond the roof warranty. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing can rejuvenate your roof without replacement. Google Quality Pace Roofing or call 757-9642. There's no reason to wheeze and sneeze while around dogs and cats. The Allergy Clinic, located in the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence next to the Bank of Utah, have an extremely aggressive treatment for dog and cat allergies. Get the help you need and stop avoiding friends' and relatives' homes just because of their pets. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time clinic to test and address all your allergy concerns. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. The Cache Valley Allergy Clinic, with two locations inside the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence. Call 753-7880. That's 753-7880. This is Ryan at My Mattress. Look, I admit, in the past, we've been a little bit hard on Lewiston for not buying mattresses. All that has changed now. Lewiston has practically written in Telebed into their city bylaws. This makes us feel like celebrating. Hooray for Lewiston! 
Lewiston. You're finally sleeping better, Lewiston. We thought that you were all insomniacs. Now we can relax. Good job, Lewiston. I got to tell you, though, I am concerned about Menden. My mattress by the new Walmart. My name is John Brinchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life. White Pine Funeral Services. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. People come to me all the time and say, wow, Cash Valley Bank is growing. We are growing and providing banking services to many communities in Utah and particularly here in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank is actively involved in our communities with local people who can make decisions quickly and professionally. We're a community bank and Cash Valley is important to us. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. There are so many choices when it comes to Medicare. Annual enrollment is October 1st through December 7th. Call LSS Insurance, 752-9493. We are here to help. We will research plan benefits and costs and look up your medications so there are no surprises at the pharmacy. There is no cost to work with us and you will love having a local agent. Call 752-9493. Want to get the most out of your Medicare benefits? Come see us at LSS Insurance. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. AJ Knight, AJ Salves here on the Full Court Press, 106 FM. 1390 AM, The Fan, 106.com, also on a free mobile app. Hope you're having a wonderful Thursday. Utah State, New Mexico State, get it on Saturday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, pregame at 1 o'clock with Al Lewis and co. Have a chance to uh, tune into that and then be there for postgame. How many times did Utah State play New Mexico State before the bowl game? Was that four years ago? Yeah, that was an oh jeez. Yeah, that was terrible. That was not good. But how many times did they meet before that? Uh, Few media the media gads right there. If you oh. want to look at it and check that, I'm actually not even sure what their history is. Oh, that's basketball. That one should be. That's right. not going to do them any good. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just funny because so I lived in Las Cruces a year. Well, two years before I moved here, and then this is what the third time they've played since I've lived here or moved here in 2017. Yeah, let's see, because they played him in 18 and they beat him like 60 to 12. I don't. I think they played him in 19, actually. 
Yeah, right, because then they play him one year, and then the next year they played him in the bowl game, and then how it went. Oh, but you're talking about before that, huh? You're not talking about after. You're talking about before that. Yeah. I, it's been a long time. I can't remember back that far what their schedule's been like. I'm trying to think, actually. Uh, I, wow, I they've played them 39 times. Utah State has, that's their one, two, three, four, five, six oldest rivalry. Crazy. Hmm. Uh, let's see, 9315. How can you watch the football game on Saturday? Is it free? So it is on Apple TV. And I, I want to say it's like on Fubo or something like that. TV. Yeah, Eric was goofing that with that, right? Yeah. Set it up in the conference room. I don't think it's free. Yeah, I don't. I do not think it is either. You have to have a subscription to it. So I honestly, uh, if you just want to just tune into the pregame, then go out and go shopping or whatever, come back for the postgame. I don't know. Look, I'm going to be straight up with you. I don't think you're going to miss much from this game. I heard from a very respectable, though much better, when a certain other morning show host joins afternoon radio show that uh, New Mexico State doesn't get blown out a lot this year. Though, for what it's worth, when Eric was saying that, I've seen some of them because New Mexico State has been responsible for some of um, oh, Van Pelt's bad beats. They, they Oh, yeah. They... they Maybe not have been blown yeah. out a ton, but that doesn't mean they were in the game the whole time. <laughs> All right, let's get to some MLB talk here. The season is over. The Braves won the World Series, so now here we are. Uh, free agency starts in about three days. November 7th is when it kicks off. And the amount of quality talent on this year's free agency list is unreal. Now, Buster Posey is retiring which is funny, for those who don't know, AJ actually, when we did our baseball prediction, our podcast predicted, I can't remember, did you say they were going to win? I don't know if we picked them or not, but you predicted that you thought Buster Posey would retire if they won, so mm-hmm. you're like half right on that one. Yeah, I went one for two, not bad, I guess. Uh, looking at the catchers, Kurt Suzuki, is, I think he's 30, is he 38? Yep. Yeah, oh my gosh, he's 38. Buster's 35, man. Buster's a Hall of Famer, by the way. That oh, guy absolutely. is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, no question. Looking at other catchers that are trying to stick out to me, I think Kurt Suzuki is the only one that really catches my eye. I guess Austin. No, just can. Sandy Leon's also on there. He's 33. He's the youngest. We're one of the youngest of the of that group. Uh, there's no. There's no real great catching option. There's some that no. are good at offense. Some that are good at defense. There's not really a complete catcher available. Uh, and then looking at first baseman, this is where it gets good. Yeah, I heard it was Freddie Freeman's last at bat for the Atlanta Braves when he hit that home run. Hey, Joe Buck, do us a favor and go to hell. Uh, Freddie Freeman. Uh, look, I don't have a problem with him. Okay, I, if he leaves, he leaves. That's fine. Just Joe Buck, don't say it on the broadcast, dude. Uh, let's see. So Freddie Freeman, Brandon Belt, Yuli, uh, Yuli Guriel, Anthony Rizzo, Brad Miller, Ryan Zimmerman, Todd Frazier, Albert Pujols needs to retire. He's 42 years old, dude. You're done. I mean, he, he if he's on a team, he's just going to be there for a veteran uh, bat. Probably needs to go to an AL club where they could just, you know, get him some ABs here and there. I just, I mean, you're he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You're done. You've won a few world. You yeah. won a couple World Series. Yeah. You're good. Life is good. Move on. Uh, dude, that see and Freddie Freeman, Yuli Gurriel, Brandon Belt, that Anthony Rizzo. That's a great list of first basemen it's that are solid. available. 
It's solid. I mean, I mean, we'll get there, but there is one position position in particular that a lot of money is going to be spent on this offseason. Second baseman, uh, Cesar Hernandez, Jason Kipnis. Uh, That's all I about see on second baseman. There are a couple guys there that you could probably get away. Oh, my gosh. Third baseman, Nolan Arenado. He can opt out. Kyle Seager, Chris Bryant. Wilmer Flores, he's on a club option. Matt Duffy. He kind of died off towards the end of the season. Eddie Alvarez, see about four or five good There's third basemen available. Yeah. Is this a position you're talking about? Oh, yeah. Go through the list. Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, Corey Seager, Javier Baez, Jose Iglesias. Uh, I'm good at ending the list there. That's your shortstop. Mostly Correa, Story, and Seager. I mean, good Gosh! Out of the ones you read, only one of them is under 30. Uh, no, excuse me, only one's over 30. And he's 32, and that's Jose Iglesias. Yes. Javier Baez, Corey Seager, Trevor Story. Trevor's going to get paid. He's out of there. Trevor's leaving. Yeah, Colorado tore it down. And he should leave. Colorado's an idiot for not... Wait, yeah, they didn't trade him, right? They It's stupid. Yeah. So dumb. Carlos Correa. Uh, if you're Houston, you are telling the Houston Texans to sell their team... And you're taking whatever money you get from that, and you're giving it to Carlos Correa. You know, the funny thing is, I was just talking to my dad the other day, and I think their payroll is pretty manageable. They got a decent amount of free agents. I don't think that's a problem. The big one to me, actually, is Seager, because I think that's why the Dodgers traded for Turner. Oh. Yeah? Because they've got Lux Lux was on the bench until uh, it was filling in. I think Seager walks. Yeah, I guess he could. He'll get he'll get offers. He'll get oh, money. He's, he's going to get a, a ton of money. I don't think LA can afford him for what he's going to be getting. I think their payroll is pretty high. Well, I was looking. So Scherzer was obviously a rental. Uh, uh, the Jansen's done. His contract's up. Kershaw's contract is up. And they always seem. I mean, they they can they print money out there. So they could if they wanted to. But I I feel like the Turner thing was protection. And it doesn't matter. The Dodgers will make some trade this offseason. It'll make you mad because, of course, they're in on the trade. And then at the trade deadline next year, they'll make some trade. Makes you mad, too, because they got you know the two best players around the trade market. Uh, looking at the outfielders uh, in left field, Kyle Schorber. Eddie Rosario, who had a wonderful postseason for the Atlanta Braves. They got to sign that guy. They got to get him back. They need him back. And the outfield's a little bit uh, full right now. I mean, you'll get... I don't know if they'll get Ozuna back. It depends. But I would imagine they'll get, I mean, they'll re-sign Acuna. Uh, they're, they they got to find a way to get it Rosario some way, somehow. Andrew McCutcheon, who's 35. Jock Peterson, he's 30, and he wasn't that great. That's a mutual option. Uh, is In regards to left field, Starling Marte, Chris Taylor, who is really good. Solaire's a free agent. Kevin Piller. Oh, yeah, yes. That's right. Holy crap. He's Can I tell f- you, so the, the, the Atlanta Braves outfield this offseason, I don't know if you remember, but the, the Giants, when they won their three, it was it was done a lot by pitching. They had really great pitching for all three World Series. But I don't know if you remember, about every, every year they won one, they'd make some weird trade, and they get it was always an outfielder. For whatever reason, it went through waivers or whatever. They claim them. And then that guy, one of the series, either the Divisional, the Championship, or the World Series, would just play out of his lights and win the MVP for the series. <laughs> and that's, the Atlanta Braves outfield was like that. It was they, they acquired a bunch of guys where everybody's like, really? 
I mean, okay. And then they, they what, Play Jock carried him through the NLCS and yep. Soler carried him to well, the World Series. Well, and Eddie, Eddie Rosario was great. Yeah. I mean, he was great in the NLCS. He was the MVP. Uh, right fielders, Nick Castellanos, uh, Adam Duvall, who's also a, a Braves guy. Boy, the Braves got a lot of guys headed to the free agent pool. Dexter Fowler, Adam Eaton. Designated hitters would be Nielsen Cruz, J.D. Martinez, who's 34. Nielsen Cruz is 41. There's just no need. Dude still rakes. Starting pitchers, you kind of mentioned them already, but Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Zach Greinke, Marcus Stroman, Alex Cobb, uh, Alex Wood, Andrew Heaney. There's a lot of Decent names Yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at Matt Harvey. That's kind of all I see. Irvin Santana. Yeah, it's a pretty good list. Felix Hernandez, 36. I don't know how, what you're going to get out of him. King Felix. Remember when he used to be just so dominating? Didn't he just feels so bad wasting an entire career in Seattle. Relief pitchers. Kenley Jensen, Craig Kimbrell. Both are 34. They're free agents. That's kind of where it stops for me. I'm, I'm trying to look at <laughs> else. I don't know if there's anybody else. Didn't, uh, Hector Santiago. didn't Melanson have a good season for uh, Atlanta? Who? Mark Melanson. Yeah. Uh, That's not how you say his He name. was all right. I mean, we had a night shift crew that was just lights out in the postseason. So, and Melanson didn't see a lot of it. Is Luke Jackson on that list by chance? Because if he is, I want him all. I, I want him gone. <laughs> we won a World Series, and I'm done with him. Uh, let's see, we got a text. Oh, we're back to uh, roasting Ajay. Bonus round Thursday is what he's calling it. Oh, jeez. Ajay is so ugly. His wife takes him with her to work, so she doesn't have to kiss him goodbye. That makes some sense, I guess. <laughs> okay, you guys had your shots. Like we we did this on Wednesday. He he was more than a fair sport. <laughs> Dude, four seven eight one won that contest. I just want to make it very clear, though. You think we're gonna go for a lockout in baseball? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna end well. Which would just be sad because I feel like baseball has trended down. Because they had the lockout and they had the COVID thing they couldn't figure out. And now I think we're heading towards another lockout. I would agree. I think baseball, like I just, my dad and I were talking about this the other day. My my uh, my analysis of baseball is that they are locked so much in their traditional ways that don't make sense. And then the stuff they try to be inventive with is stupid. <laughs> it is. I really the, Putting the extra dude on second base, the extra innings is so dumb for me. Cutting the doubleheaders down to seven innings is dumb for me. It fundamentally changes the game. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it saves arms. I think it's more stupid. quality baseball. It's like playing NBA and going to overtime. Like, all right, we're gonna play. A, we're gonna play. A, you know, we're gonna start on a fast break. If you can stop them, then you get a chance. If not, game over. Some of those games would end quicker if we did that and be better, anyways. <sighs> all right, gotta take a break. Coming back, we'll wrap it up here. The first hour of the full court press, and then we'll get to Jazz basketball. They get ready to play tonight, and uh, we'll we'll talk some NBA basketball as a whole as well. Marcus Smart. Said something really stupid. Good job for you there, buddy. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about him and the rest of the NBA. If you want to text in 435-339-0321, you're listening to the Full Court Press. In this competitive job market, TTM Technologies is proud to be leading the way by increasing their starting wages to $17 to $20.90 per hour, depending on position and shift, plus a $2,000 retention bonus after 180 days of employment. That's right, a $2,000 bonus. TTM Technologies is searching for career-minded candidates to fill multiple positions for day, swing, overnight, and weekend shifts. Open positions include controller, wastewater treatment engineer, director of maintenance, production associates, machine operators, maintenance technicians, and cam operators. Go to 
careers.ttmtech.com to learn more about our open positions. Employees of TTM Technologies enjoy incredible health benefits and cash incentives. In just your first year of employment, you're eligible for three weeks paid time off. After six months of employment, you are eligible for tuition reimbursement for full and part-time employees. You are also eligible immediately for health insurance, 401k, paid life and short-term disability insurance, plus quarterly and annual bonuses, and much more. Go to careers.ttmtech.com to apply. TTM Technologies is an equal opportunity employer. Jim Bridger here. Of course I've got skis and boots. The best leather boots and Aspen skis a pelt can buy. Don't ski on old equipment. Al Sporting Goods has new ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now and bring them back in May. Youth ski or snowboard rental only $89. Adult ski or snowboard rentals only $109. And right now with every season ski rental receive a free pass to Cherry Peak Resort. Don't wait. $89 and $109 ski season rental prices end soon. New ski equipment at Al's. Yeah, I heard you. I'm old, not stupid. I'm on my way. The holidays bring family, friends, and parties and more. How important is it to you to know that your house is sparkling clean this holiday season? Trust ChemDry of Northern Utah's hot carbonating extraction process to ensure your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family gatherings this season. From carpets to hardwood floors to furniture and even granite countertops for baking. This is Daryl with Northern Utah ChemDry. Call us for some amazing holiday deals and happy Thanksgiving. If you're thinking about getting engaged this holiday season, Essie Needham Jewelers is the place to shop for your diamond engagement ring. Essie Needham's has the largest selection of wedding rings in the area, including hundreds of styles in platinum, white gold, and yellow gold. We import diamonds direct from Antwerp, Belgium, which enables us to guarantee the best price on diamonds. We also offer the most complete warranty and services of any store in the state. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Building, remodeling, Daryl's has the wall oven for you. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have a great selection of single and double Whirlpool wall ovens in stock right now. Whirlpool wall ovens help you manage meal time for the whole family. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. The Elements Restaurant is serving a plated Thanksgiving dinner this year with all the holiday classics. Herb roasted turkey breast with a sage turkey gravy, garlic whipped potatoes, and whipped sweet potatoes, traditional cornbread stuffing, and delicious warm rolls. And for dessert, choose between pumpkin pie, pecan pie, or apple pie galette. Let the Elements serve your family a delicious Thanksgiving feast while you spend the day enjoying family and friends. Primetime fills up quickly. Reserve online today at theelementsrestaurant.com or call 75 75- This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. 
As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Everyone knows us as an engagement ring store, but not everyone knows about everything else we do. Custom design, our in-house laser jewelry repair. We offer fashion jewelry, charm bracelets, necklaces, earrings, birthstone jewelry, watches. We love people to just look and make a wish list. Stop in and say hi. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring the new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Twenty years ago to this day, Luis Gonzalez hit a blooper into left center, which won the Diamondbacks the World Series in Game 7, first series to go into November. Wasn't that the only ninth inning hit in a playoff game that uh, Rivera gave up? Or ninth inning run, I suppose, maybe not hit. Uh, might have been. It, it's one of few. He was invincible until then, and yep. then people realized he's human, and then like the team like the Boston Red Sox in 04 – just blitzed him. I mean, it took him four games to get there, but... Sounds like Rocky Four. He's cut! It's a bad cut! See, he's not a machine! <laughs> I love that one. Boy, that's my favorite Rocky. Ever. I agree. Four is my favorite either. Who would have thought Sylvester Stallone ended the Cold War? <laughs> and the music, the soundtrack to that so is good. so good. So good. Five, oh trash. Six, not bad. Haven't seen uh, both of the Apollos yet. Seen I the haven't first seen one. any of those. It was okay. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. I just there's no desire for me to see those at all. Uh, all right, we uh, we're gonna wrap up the first hour here. We have a very shortened show, about 18 minutes long, in the second hour because we're gonna turn it over to Jazz basketball. We'll talk some NBA basketball. We'll talk Utah Jazz. Uh, Golden State Warriors look like they're back to being Golden State. They look phenomenal right now. Which AJ. is crazy because what Wiseman's still not playing, and obviously Clay Thompson's still not playing. I know, right? Figure it out. That is not like Jordan Poole has come on, which is a big deal. Green looks a little bit back no, to normal where he was when they were playing championships. You just they look solid, and that's if you're the Lakers who are dead. I mean, we already tried to give them a eulogy, but like that's got to be terrifying because they're only going to get better. Yeah, and currently, actually, the standings uh, we'll get to here in a little bit, but Golden State is in the top four. Let the record show. I I wrote 
Granted, maybe I was a year early. I wrote they were going to be back to title, title, title contendership after the off year with all the injuries. Yeah, wow. This is. I got told I was crazy that they were done. Ah, you're not crazy. Now you're looking at it and you're like, huh, you're right. How about Charlotte, though, too? They look solid. Yeah, Gordon Hayward, man. It's that movement, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, coming back, we'll get to the second hour of the Full Court Press here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It is the Full Court Press, very short edition. We're about 18 minutes away from hearing from Ron Boone and David Locke of the Utah Jazz Radio Network. They'll get ready to call tonight's game for the Utah Jazz, uh, which will be in Atlanta. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is out tonight. Boo! AJ's only upset because... I hate Atlanta. AJ Knight joining me here on the Full bad. Court Press. I hate Trey Young. By the way, our text line was really quiet in the first hour. Would you agree? Yes. Yes, I would. Why? Why don't Apparently, you get... I mean, maybe, maybe I ran out of juice. I ain't got it no more. You don't got the verve? I don't got it no more. I need some of them red, that red shoe magic you got. 435-339-0321 only works on the road. Look, look. Here's the question then to wrap up these last 18 minutes while we talk about the Jazz. We've talked about this on the podcast. Who has the most punchable that, face I was just about to NBA? ask you this. I was just <laughs> about to ask you this. Because the answer... T- it's close. It's Trey. See? Six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> no it's way. Trey. Six, seven, eight, nine agrees. It's Trey Young. He has the most punchable face in the NBA. <laughs> Who has the most punchable face in the NBA? For the next 18 minutes, we want to hear from you. Look, Who has? Okay, so for me. Floor George, buddy. There's uh, a lot of options. Dude, there is a lot of options. Who, uh, Enos Cantor. 8003. That's fair. 8003. Hey, AJ and co host, what are we chatting about today? Uh, the name's AJ, but the question is who has the most punchable face in the NBA? Because the Jazz are playing the Hawks, and I yeah, can't Let's stand do it. The most Trey punchable in. face in the NBA. I love this topic. 5374. Caruso. Oh, see, yes. See, oh, dude, the White Mamba. So, so I, I when <laughs> I was in college, I had a buddy who was a Cleveland fan. He was from Cleveland. So, like, he was obnoxious because it was when LeBron was back, right? And he, I got in argues about him all the with him all the time about uh Delvadova. Cuz I'm like Delvadova is a dirty player. He's like, "No, he's one of those guys who just tries hard. He just tells I'm like, "No, he's not." <laughs> but the thing is, I feel <laughs> like that's like hard. that's like Caruso, right? Like I'm like, "Yeah, I would have been with you, but he's been great on the Bulls and I'm a Bulls fan." So I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe not as much." <laughs> 6789 Draymond is a close second. I, I've actually be- I buy that. I've become more likable of Draymond. Uh-oh. I don't know why. Well, Golden State's better this year. You're asking yeah, so we'll get back to hating them again. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> 6891. LaFlop. Okay, yes. Yes, I could see. Yep, I could see him. I could definitely no, so, see him. Okay, so 1570. That- Russell Westbrook, most pun- punchable face. Westbrook does annoy me. 8003 for me, hands down, it's Westbrook. Okay, Westbrook taking the lead right now. Is it is it Westbrook though? Like, don't get me wrong. He's he's a not obnoxious. Like him trying to fight that Oklahoma City player got the oh, steal dude, the other night. Oh, dude, that was night. so annoying. Like, you're bad, bro. You're trash. Why did you, did you ever hear the call 
of uh, uh, when, I heard you talking. Oh, I haven't. I heard you oh, talking dude, about it though. I gotta find this for you. It, it makes me think of uh, Spice Adams does that meme where he's like he's shooting from the three point line with the rack and the balls just aren't even close. That's what it makes me think. All of. right, here you go. You ready for this? I'm dude? ready. Okay, so Westbrook, Russell Westbrook steps to about the left side of the arc and he's just inside the three point line. He takes a jumper. Listen to this. Westbrook for the mid. Oh my oh, god! Wow. <laughs> You know it's bad when the announcer realizes that they can't they can't stop themselves. Westbrook for the mid. Oh my oh, god! Wow. <laughs> He's just like you. You know what's so frustrating? About it? I used to have this conversation with my dad about Dwight Howard, and it's the same conversation I feel like you can have about um, Ben Simmons, right? All the talent in the world. By the way, if you want to hear a good Ben Simmons roast, you got to find our podcast. I think three weeks ago, we spent like twenty minutes oh, dude, tearing just him apart, kicking the crap out yeah. of him. But like all the talent in the world, right? Can't improve his game. You cannot tell me. Like I understand, there's probably a natural ability to shoot, right? Steph Curry naturally is a good shooter, but that doesn't mean he didn't work on his craft. Like look at Miles Bridges, right? We were yep. talking about the Golden yep. State game. Yep. Dude is going to get paid because he put the work in. And that's what's so frustrating about Westbrook. No one's expecting you to be the greatest shooter of all time, but, you know, don't be trash. Okay, 1570 says Patrick Beverly's another one. He's also, be Paul George. 8003, close second, Lonzo Ball. Stop picking on the balls. I like Lonzo. I can't stand LaMelo. Why Why is Lonzo the punchman? He's the quiet one. Yeah, I, it's LaMelo who annoys us. But he's – see, I wanted to hate LaMelo so bad when he came into the league, but, like, dude just likes to play. Like, how can you hate no, him? No, there's a way to play. There's a way to just – I mean, he's just an arrogant – Oh, you think he's ham. I, yeah. You think he's a ham. I got you. Yeah. Then you, do you I think the thing about Curry then? Because Curry's definitely a ham. Yeah, but Curry backs it up for the last five years with championships. You're right. You're right. LaMelo didn't do anything to lift the Charlotte Bob, the Charlotte Stop Hornets it. out of being a joke. Stop it. Are you? They went toe-to-toe with Golden State last night until, like, the last four minutes. 9315. I'm surprised that Ajay didn't pick – CP3 for face punching. So, you know, it's funny because when uh, – who who said LaFlop? So 6891 said LaFlop, but I'm assuming it's because of wine. I always thought Chris Paul was the biggest crybaby when it came to calls. And he still is. I, I'm not going to argue Well, that. actually, I don't know. I think LeBron might overtake Harden's, him on that. Harden is up there. Yeah, well, in fact, 2197 says Olive Garden Harden. You got to make your way through that beard. It'll, that's the problem. You got to pun- punch up with so much force to break the beard. If you just see the eye, hit him there. 8003 – uh, 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 uh Lonzo's the goldest, right? It's Lonzo. Yeah, isn't it Lonzo? And then uh, Lamelo, Le- and then Leangelo. No, nah, Leangelo's in the middle. Oh, see, I don't. They care. just call him Jello. That's so confusing. They all look ugly. Yeah, Lonzo's the oldest. I'm pretty sure. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't hate Rudy, but his face is isn't not punchable. Not at all. <laughs> I can see. Okay. that. Okay. If you were a Jazz fan, I yeah. can totally see that. Gordon Hayward is a punchable guy. To I'm me. sure a lot of Utah thinks that. And well, and I thought it before, even when he was here, I was like, dude, I just want to punch you. The 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 uh the the seventies mustache didn't help. That it's definitely Lonzo. Lonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Why he's the quiet one? I can at oh. least understand Audrey's reasoning for Lamelo. One five seven zero. Jokic is the biggest whiner on the foul. Oh, is, you're right. Is no, he pretty I, bad? I stand correct. No, actually, I take it back. He's terrible. It you know, we talked about this in the podcast a couple weeks ago. It's uh, Dallas. It's uh, Luka Doncic. It's Doncic. He's yeah, Doncic. absolutely the worst. Yeah, dude. And he, yeah, he thinks he, he should get every call all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, he's bad. And, and I actually like him as a player. Uh, and so is uh, Zubots, that uh, the backup big man for the Clippers who played last year against the Jazz in the playoffs. 
I just wanted to. Oh my gosh, the things I wanted to do to his face. The baby's the biggest whiner. Uh, sorry, hold on. Let me give you credit. Five four five two. The baby's the biggest whiner in the league. That man has acted like he has been hit by a freight train more times than anyone can count. <laughs> Donchins is a close <laughs> second. <laughs> Donchins is. I, I, is he a punchable face? Probably. Yeah, probably. I'm. I don't. I don't know that I would say he's punchable face. The whining gets me though. Joe Kitts is the biggest whiner and does have a punchable face. Uh, six eight nine one. Leave the grown up Harry Potter alone. I'm talking about Gordon. <laughs> That's actually not bad. That's pretty good. I'm stealing these for a podcast, dude. I think dude. if you were able to get to a game and get close enough to shout that at him, it would be hilarious. Because I think he'd be like, "Wait, what?" He'd <laughs> be so confused. Oh man. Oh man! Still, that's so thus far, it's LeBron. Westbrook is still up there. Doncic is still up there. Doncic is doing okay. Well, well Doncic. No, I don't think anybody said punchable face at this point. We're just agreeing he's, he's the biggest a whiner. Okay. Yeah, but who has the most punchable face in the NBA? I'm Text us. Here's here's my case. Okay, so four three five three three nine zero three two one. Trey Young was brought into this league because he was the next. Steph Curry. My problem with him is is that you see the highlights, right? Trey Young from 30 feet, and that's the one you see. But then you don't see the fact that he went like 3 for 15. Like, he just shoots them all the time. And yes, I know Atlanta got to the Eastern Conference Finals, but they are a very good young team. It's not just Trey Young. I cannot stand that guy. 6891. Heard that from a drunk guy at a jazz game when he was playing there. Tracks. No, it's good. <laughs> Kudos to you for having, being big enough to give up the credit there because that's I'm a big fan of that insult. You know, I can't stand en- Enos Cantor. I can't. I, anytime I see Enos, I just want to. I don't even want to hit him oh, in the face. I just oh, want to kick him in the groin. 6789. Uh, Dylan Brooks, anyone? Oh, dude. That's fair. Dude, I. That's fair. The guy, his perm sucks. His basketball game sucks. And you know what? He only talked trash to Mike Conley. But then when Donovan Mitchell came back into that series, he didn't say a dang word to him. No. I, I support the nomination of Dylan Brooks. He's got he, he he's he's definitely one of those guys. Okay, so here let me ask you this. Of the guys that have been mentioned that you hate so much, who's the one guy you would take on your basketball team? Oh uh, gosh. Oh, one one eight one. Yes, Austin Rivers. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's a good one to yes. get in here. <laughs> Eight zero zero three. LeBron, I would not like to punch. I would go with a ball, <laughs> ball back to me. Come on. Wait, what? So LeBron, I would not like to punch. I would go with a ball back, ball bat to the beak. <laughs> Good gosh. I mean, you got to pick LeBron, right? Doncic is young. Dude, I, I don't know. I kind of like the whole Dylan Brooks being on my team. Like, because he'll just make life hell for anybody. He's one of those guys that you, you just can't st- – like, it's like Caruso If Draymond Green yeah. was on our team, you would love him because he would stick up for you. He'd be your enforcer. I mean, you're turning down Doncic and LeBron to go on the Jazz over those two? I'm just asking. It'll get in your head. 6891, <laughs> Matt Barnes when he was playing. His face is punchable. <laughs> that, was, that was his role, I believe. <laughs> Mike Six Miller. Off the bench Mike punchable. Miller was a punchable face. I can see that. I was not a fan of Mike Miller. <sighs> Who else did I hate? I'm trying to think. You know, that. as a Bulls fan, I'll admit. Oh, Rondo's four zero eight six. Rondo's on my dartboard. <laughs> How about this one? I, as a Bulls fan, I acknowledge this. I bet Joe Kim Noah is on a lot of people's punchable face list. I actually didn't mind Joe Kim, man. He backed it up. Oh, don't be wrong. I love him to death. He's one of those. Like if he was on another team, I'm sure I would absolutely hate his guts. Yeah. yeah. But as a Bulls fan, you loved him because he just he was going to try as hard as possible. You said Deladova already, right? Oh, Deladova. I mean, that sort of led us into I this conversation. Deck him, dude. No, it's fine. Deladova is definitely artist. worthy. <laughs> he, I agree. I think he's a dirty flair. You know who I want to punch in the face too? How about Josh Smith? 
Anybody oh else got God. the Josh Smith feelings? We're going throwback. Will Purdue. Wow, four zero eight six right All there right. on the throwback. Was that when we, he was playing for the Bulls or the Spurs? Yeah. Josh Smith. The How Atlanta. is Dennis Rodman not ever mentioned? Because by the time you got a chance to punch him in the face, he probably got ejected. Both. four zero eight six. Both. Both is good. <laughs> Both is fine. Dennis Rodman would have been a punchable. Oh, um, no. Actually, I don't think I would have done What? Early J.J. Reddick? I love early, J.J. Early on, maybe, when he came out of Duke, but come on. Nah, I'm he good with J.J. He was very respectable. I'm good with J.J. 4086 doubling down. He wants some of the he, – he's on Rodman. He's in. 7325 <laughs> Chris Paul day long. That's fair. Dude, Chris is getting to a few votes, huh? Hey, look, he had his moment. He cost the Suns in the finals, and now they're they're good. Their franchise is locked good in purgatory. Answer, Chris Paul. Devin Booker. No, I agree. I, I can't stand I him. I can't stand He's that, He's one of those dude. fake tough guys to oh, me. Oh, dude, I want to lose my mind. Uh, 8003, Rodman is a beast. Love that dude's game. I'm, oh, I'm with no him. argument. There's a reason he's a Hall of Famer. 1629, Danny Ainge at any point of his career. <laughs> yeah, can, I, can I say, I didn't think it'd be possible. I didn't think it'd be possible to want to punch a player even more after he retired. But Danny Ainge is a joke of a general manager. So, yes. <laughs> Six... <laughs> Six, seven, eight, nine. I would love to deck MJ cold cock twice. <laughs> a lot of people. Dude, I watched Richie that. Miller get a shot at him. Richie Miller. They, they got in some oh, tussles. Yeah. Uh, I watched that. I started watching the Last Dance again. But uh, the the SNL parody oh, with shit. it that's so funny. Oh, so good. Your hair. Let's play for your hair. Four zero eight six. Gilbert Arenas. Dude, I would have never messed Look, with Gilbert, though. I wouldn't either. He brought guns to the locker He single-handedly destroyed a franchise. Oh, man. 1570. John Starks. 1,000%. Oh, man. 1,000%. Oh, Horace Grant. Yeah, I could see that. Not for me, but I could see it. 9995. Yes, George Niang. Where was the Niang coming in right before yes, the buzzer? The Italian medallion. Let, let, get, let's fact, not you know forget. What? He gets a kick to the Ritz crackers and a deck to let's, the face at the same time. Let's not forget. George Niang single-handedly cost the Jazz, what was that, game three against the Clippers? George Niang, George Niang comes off the bench, clang, 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 turnover, turnover. Clang, I hate that guy you know, so badly. Mark Jackson, 4086, says Mark, I could see that. Um, I like Mark. <laughs> 6891, anyone that's <laughs> there? Okay, that's a long list. That's like the most famous thing Chris Humphreys ever did. He was married and divorced in 46 seconds. Yeah, it was the worst thing Lamar Odom ever did. Oh, jeez. Good gracious. Booker, um, Ben Simmons, that list goes... That, that, I mean, that's a pretty impressive list. 4086, Travis Hansen. I don't know who he is. I'm blanking on Hansen. Who's Hansen? I have no idea. But obviously, 4086 wants to deck him. That's fair. It All qualifies. Right. Deck away. Man. Text line. Respect. You guys were in on this one. Oh, also, wow. I just want to point out, 4086 has a lot of players he's working... Bill Lampy. <laughs> Five, like four, that five, entire two. Detroit squad. No, okay, so Bill Ambeer, yes. Mahorn. Mahorn, yes. Thomas. Dennis Rodman, no. Isaiah Thomas, absolutely. Okay, the, okay, who's one of the good guys? Dantley. I know he was a jazz great, but Dantley. Hey, uh, here's a good one. Uh, seeing as we're talking about uh, the NBA, how's Kata doing? And Sam, excuse me. Kata hasn't played a whole lot. Sam, I don't think he's seen a whole lot of minutes either. I don't think so. All right, we got about two minutes left in the show, then we got to get out of here because David Locke and Ron. Dude, we, we should have done this in the first hour. We should have just skipped Would've everything the else and done this in the first hour. 4086 played for YBU in the 90s. Okay. 6891 says AK47. <laughs> 8003. Jimmer. Yes. I was about to ask you who's like, who are the good guys you would want, you wouldn't mind decking? Like for me, Larry Bird. No, Magic Johnson, I would have decked. 
Wow. Like beloved guys? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Magic Johnson, I wrote it. Kobe. At some point, you had yeah. to hit Kobe, right? I mean, rest in peace, mama. And Reggie Miller that. got some of him, too. Reggie Miller got a little bit of everybody. Dude, I'm proud of that dude. Oh, uh, can we throw one more? Why did nobody say Ron Artest? 90 seconds. We're good. Ron Artest. How did nobody say Ron Artest? I don't know, but I ain't decking Ron. I just feel like his face would be made of steel. You can single-handedly destroy oh. a franchise by decking Ron Artest because oh, he will come into the stands and done. Killed the Pacers. John Russell, Trey Young. Trey's got like three votes, man. Trey Young sucks. Go Jazz. <laughs> you hate you Trey Young shiver, so badly. Shiver. Shh, <laughs> idiot. So badly, I love it so much. All right, uh, Jazz Hawks tonight. Donnie is out. Trey Young is playing. Uh, other games going on tonight: Philadelphia, Detroit. No one cares. Boston, Miami. Everybody cares. Houston, Phoenix. Nobody cares. Oklahoma City, Lakers. Go Thunder! Go Thunder! Ben Wallace got a sneak in vote here at the last second. Oh, really? Yeah. I kind of respect him because he was like a nothing and made himself into what he was. Well, wasn't Ron Artest the same way? Yeah, but Ron Artest did so in such a douchebag way. You're just like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Ugh. Oh, you guys are the best. Our texters are awesome. They responded when we need it. Oh, you guys are the best. All right. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, we'll preview the entire weekend. We'll get you ready for Ridgeline, Chris, and Cliffs. Uh, Dave Simmons will be joining us on the show to talk about that matchup in the state semifinal. Six o'clock game time in uh, in Ridgeline, at Ridgeline, actually. Yes. So get over there and go support the uh, Ridgeline Riverhawks if you are a Ridgeline person to do so. Uh, We'll have uh, our keys and predictions to tomorrow night's game as well. All right, time to turn it over to David Locke, Ron Boone, Utah Jazz, Atlanta Hawks, coming up next.